Hello, welcome to our next podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about how a person should view pedophilia. It's a little bit more complicated than, well, than I thought at the start. And with me here today is my friend and colleague, Trent Matthew. Hi. Well, before we get started, allow me to say we in no way support offending against children. We believe it's not what God wants for our sexuality. And instead, we choose to honor him by following what he says in his word and also keeping children safe. Okay, now, what is exactly pedophilia? On the one hand, we could say it's a, a neurological condition, which it is. And that is news for some people. It's a complicated system, sexuality in the brain. But it can happen where the targeting mechanism doesn't focus on maturity, but rather focuses on immaturity. So it is a neurological condition. Okay, we have this problem. But what about where sin comes into play? Is it a sin to simply be a pedophile, to have this neurological condition? Or is it a sin if a person acts on those feelings? Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Or do, do we simply bounce back and forth between, ah, today I'm righteous, I haven't had one bad thought, and then tomorrow, ah, I, I looked at that kid too long, I'm steeped in sin, like, do we bounce back and forth between righteousness or sin in God's eyes? How should we view this struggle we're facing? Trent, you've put some thought into this. Where has that taken you? Yeah, so this question was something that I had on my mind for a long time because I was going, is it a sickness or a sin? And just that question kept on coming up in all of the things I was thinking about, a lot of the stuff I was planning on writing and stuff. And just so on. And it was causing me a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety as well, to be honest. And it's strange because on the one hand, you've got the word sin, which most of us have this kind of old school Catholic understanding that sin is basically informed defiance against God. And that word or that category of sin, it doesn't seem to fit our situation because one, our attractions don't actually hurt anyone. So just feeling attracted, I mean, obviously it's a sin to act out on these attractions um, and cross boundaries and even break laws. So yeah, so that is definitely a clear line, but just feeling these attractions, is it a sin or is it just a sickness? And the, the other reason why it doesn't really fit the sin category is because it's not something that we choose to do. It just seemingly just is something that just happens to us. We find ourselves attracted to kids and we realize that this is not how it should be. And we feel bad about this. And there's certainly a lot of shame that comes along with that. But the whole informed defiance against God doesn't really fit our situation. And when you have a look at it on the other side, if you take a look at it from a sickness perspective, well, the word sickness doesn't seem to fit either. It's not like just having a broken leg or a sprained ankle. There's definitely a moral component. And we have a certain level of choice. Like we can entertain healthy thoughts or unhealthy thoughts. Like there is some area of choice in this. At the same time, there's also a, a level of awareness. And I think that also plays into the level of choice. We know that we have the condition, but we don't need to go and get a test done. It's like we understand that this is us. It's something 
inside something we see something we perceive yeah it's it's very unusual so it doesn't quite fit well most people's understanding of the sin category and it doesn't quite fit the sickness category so what we really need is a third way of viewing this yeah what comes to mind for me is the people who contact us they seem to fall in one of two camps there's the person who says goodness god hates me I'm the most wretched monster because I'm attracted to kids. Even if this is like a young person themselves who has never harmed a child, nevertheless, they feel such shame. And to that person, we say, okay, look, hey, just a neurological condition. It's just something we have to learn to work through. And your life can still be great. You can still be a good Mm. person. But then we'll have another person contact us and say, hey, what do you guys do with this pedophilia? What's your life like? And we'll say, well, you know, we try to keep kids safe. We want to honor God. And we say all this. And they say, ah, but what's wrong? I have these feelings. I want to entertain them. It's just me. And to that person, we say, our hearts in front of God, we have a lot of sin. Every time we choose to look at a kid in a way that's making them an object for us, like something to consume, that's sin. It's, it's not right. And we'd be doing a disservice to say otherwise. Because remember, Jesus said, if you even look at a woman with lust in your heart, you're guilty. And so to that person and wanting them to be sensitive to God, we point out there's sin involved. And so we're in this position where, yeah, okay, we got this neurological condition, but we're still tied to sin. So bad (laughs) deals. Mm. What do you think, Trent? And I think at the same time, it's like our condition is also the result. It can be stemming from growing up in an abusive environment, like just something like that. It's like other people's sin affects you in some Mm. way. We're all kind of in this swamp, like in this churning cesspit. And it's not just one person's fault. Like it's not like, oh, there are good people and bad people. It's like, no. According to God's perspective, there are sinners and there are sinners. Jesus came down like a ton of bricks on those who were self-righteous and thought they were better off because, you know, they weren't like those other people over there, like those filthy, filthy tax collectors, for instance, right? And so, yeah, this is one of these things that really makes this ministry hard is having to deal with people who need support and nurturing and encouragement, people who might have just come out to themselves about their condition and then You've got people who are like, oh, it's no big deal. Yeah. (laughs) You really have to come down on these people hard because it's like, no, it is a big deal. Yeah. So we do want to be honest what it means to fall short with God. Like in Leviticus 4, it says that all of Israel, when they sin unintentionally, God asks for a sacrifice. So in God's eyes, even when we don't realize we're doing something wrong, it's it's sin. Yeah. And. God still holds us accountable, even if it doesn't appear that we've done anything wrong. Just take, for example, Exodus uh, chapter 4. If you look at verse 24, God is actually about to kill Moses until his wife confirms the covenant and makes an atonement of blood for him, just like how Jesus does with us, right, if we belong to him. So we have to remember that God is a holy God, and when we compare ourselves to him, it's not just our attractions that are unclean before this holy and righteous God. It's like it's almost every part of our lives. So it's like no one gets off scot-free. Like no one is clean. Everyone is unrighteous. 
And God is a righteous judge. That's what makes him a good judge. If he was just a lousy judge and he just let people get away with, yeah, whatever, like he, he wouldn't be a, a good judge. He wouldn't be a, a holy God. He wouldn't be a righteous God. When you look at what Jesus says, any man who looks at a woman lustfully has committed sin in his own heart. God doesn't just judge us by our actions. God judges us by our words. God judges us by our thoughts, by our hearts, and even by our attitudes. The depth of which he examines our life is just, well, it's, it's way more than the depth at which we examine our own lives, I have to say. Now, dear listener, what we're trying to get at is that the fact that we're broken people in trouble with sin is not just a matter of having pedophilia or not. It's a human-wide problem. You might struggle with pedophilia, and that doesn't necessarily make a worse sinner than anybody else. And God doesn't hate you in particular. Where can we turn? We're guilty of sin. We're guilty of judgment. There's only one hope for us, and that hope is Jesus Christ, the sacrifice where he paid for our sin. He took on our guilt and our shame, nailing it to the cross and rising from the dead three days later so that we could be with God forever. Now, if I was to tie both sides of this together, okay, so the one person asks, what's going on? And we say, look, you have a neurological condition. It's pedophilia. The targeting mechanism in your brain for sexuality is off. Hmm. It's a neurological condition, so quit beating yourself up over the fact that it exists. Now, to the other person who says, well, okay, let's have at it then, we say, no, look. Yeah, you can't just blame everything on the condition and be like... What, what do we do? In our brokenness, our neurological brokenness and our sinfulness, and so we come to God and say, Lord, I'm broken. I got this struggle that I don't know what to do about. I don't want to hurt kids. I want to honor you. I want to carry your image in my sexuality and help me. God helps us to grow little by little, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's part of what regeneration is. He works in us by the power of his Holy Spirit, conforming everything to the image of Christ. I've been living with this struggle my whole life. The thing that's brought me peace is just knowing we are looking for progress, facing this particular neurological condition with better coping skills, and accepting that Jesus is going to lead me forward step by step, recognizing it's a journey. And it is a journey, you know. Just because you get saved on Wednesday doesn't mean you're going to be perfect and have a struggle-free life on Thursday. Yeah. Um, God leads us through these experiences in life, and he grows us in faith. He makes us realize just the depths of our sin and how much we need him. And he leads us, he guides us, he nurtures us. Basically, he becomes everything to us so that we will put everything that we are in him so that we give him all our hope all our life. Now, if you're listening to this and you need support, we have an email address. It's support at christianpedophile.com. We have a website with a lot of written material there, testimonies. Trent does a blog. And like I said, if you reach out and you need support, one of us will get back to you. We're praying for you and God bless. Thanks. Bye. Bye.